ever wanted to get fit like an athlete, get into the shape of your life, fulfill your true potential? I'm Coach Chloe, trainer of professional Olympic athletes and visionaries worldwide who want this for themselves and know that they are able or they're willing to fulfill their true potential and they're ready. So I decided to create a series of cardio audio workouts and mindset tips. I want to share my own lessons that I have learned as an athlete myself. I'm currently aiming for the Commonwealth Games and I want to share these with you and help you fulfill your true potential. Hi everyone, I am so excited to bring you an interview that I found. I found it today, but I actually recorded this a few years ago (laughs) and it is with one of my business partners and world-renowned neuroscientists and I'm about to introduce you to him in this interview but I wanted to share this with you because this is all about inflammation hacks for the most important part of your body and the most important part of your body or really organ is your brain and something that I learned through him and I learned through my own studies anyways was just Mental health, brain health equals physical health. And you can influence the performance, your performance in general, just through having better mental health. Also, influencing your gut health changes your mental health as well. So mixing all of these things together. But I actually recorded this, um, this interview with him specifically around contact sport. So you might not necessarily be in contact sport, but if, you, if you're not, I just invite you to keep an open mind to sport in general because he's going to talk a little bit about decision-making skills, um, reactivity, maybe decisions in terms of like passing a ball or you know making a split decision in the moment of a game. But I would like to invite you to think of when he says things like that rather than, oh, well, I don't play a contact sport, that's not for me. How do these things come into the sport that you play? How do all of these things affect whatever movement that you do or even your job? Okay, because mental health comes into every aspect of our life, not just in sport. So I would just invite you to keep an open mind and to hear what he has to say with these things. And if it's not for you, that's absolutely fine. You can just turn it off and move on to another one but if you do want to stay and listen and you find something of interest in here I would really like to know as well because that's important for me moving forwards with creating content and if you are someone that's ever had a head knock or concussion or you have any mental health issues I would love to speak to you maybe this is something that could help you um, I have worked with many people that this has helped and so has Dr Fannin so if you'd be open to trying something different then let's chat or you can just send me a message or something but enjoy and i look forward to hearing from you hi everybody my name is chloe neofaitu and i'm here with dr jeffrey fannin and today we are here to chat to you about how to maximize performance at an elite level and now this is directed specifically for contact sports I'm just going to give you a little bit of an intro about myself. Um, so for me, this is a, this is a really close, uh, close topic to my heart because my partner, he was a professional rugby player. My brother-in-law, 
he currently plays professional rugby and we have so many friends all around Europe who also play. So for me, I am a mind-body performance coach and I teach Pilates and mindfulness to professional athletes and to women all around the world. And so I would love to also introduce you to a very special Dr. Jeffrey Fannin, who has blown my mind. He's my business partner, so I'm very proud to work with him. And so he has done over 4,000 brain maps around the world. He's worked with clinic ADD, anxiety, depression, so many other conditions, and he is just absolutely incredible. And I would like you, please, to just intro yourself a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how this topic sort of strikes home for you, because I know that you have personal experience with the contact sport world. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, did play rugby when I was in college and uh, enjoyed that sport very much. And uh, when I was in the uh, United States Air Force, I uh, played uh, middle linebacker uh, playing uh, football, the other kind of football. And uh, so I have a little bit of uh, variety there. I've also worked with a lot of uh, professional athletes who have had head injuries and so forth. So I kind of get the best of both worlds, being able to be aware of what goes on, you know, in the sporting world. And uh, I played second row, but so I got my nose broke a lot <laughs> in rugby and stuff, um, <clears throat> things like that. But um, uh, yeah, I really enjoy this work because the brain is so fascinating and has just held a, a major fascination for me. Uh, and I've been doing this for over 23 years. So, uh, Amazing. And I love to talk about it. So, Yes, that's why we're here today. And also for anybody in contact sport, you all know how important it is to keep a healthy brain, right? So that's why I wanted to introduce you all to Dr. Fannin so he can help provide us with the information that's going to be really vital for you all to learn about whether you're an athlete whether you are a coach or a physio, or maybe you're just a part of the support team, because it's so important for everybody, like absolutely everybody, especially for me also being on the sidelines, but also being in the industry where I do understand that side of it as well, that it's so important to understand from both sides. Okay, so that's why we're here today. And we have a couple of different topics. I'm just going to run through what the topics are going to be about, and then I'm going to throw some questions at you, Dr. Fannin, so then you can help enlighten everybody. Okay, so we are here to educate you on how reducing inflammation can improve your performance, can enhance recovery, your focus and your mind space. And now we've got also long-term and short-term effects of reducing our inflammation. So we're going to go through those and why this is very important in a contact sport because everybody needs to reduce inflammation, but even more so in contact sports. All right. And also why it's important if you're young and your body is functioning really well. And also why it's important if you're about to retire or if you're injured or concussed. All right. And then we're going to go into why a whole team would benefit from doing this rather than just one single player on their own. And then why your team doctor would approve of this as well. Okay. So we have a little bit to cover today. I hope it's not going to be too overwhelming, but I'm sure you'll all be so amazed by it all anyway. So Dr. Fannin, let's start off by talking about how in inflammation, reducing inflammation I should, should say, improves people's performance and recovery. 
Well, you know, inflammation, the first thing that most of us think about is uh, if I have a swollen knee or a swollen ankle, reduce the inflammation there and how it affects the joints and the bones and that sort of thing. But I want to look at it uh, not from that traditional perspective, but mainly looking at it from <clears throat> what happens in your brain. So if you have inflammation in your body, not only is that affecting the cells of your body, but your brain's performance is also being affected. So we can have, uh, if we look at it from a concussion point of view, where there might be some swelling in the brain tissue, that's gonna slow down your focus, your concentration, your actual ability to perform. And um, one of the things I'm sure that we're gonna talk about a little bit later is how you can open that up and uh, increase that focus and concentration with an all natural mm -hmm. product. So that, mm -hmm. that's gonna be very beneficial for people. But inflammation is probably the number one health concern that people should be looking at, particularly in contact sports, because it's not just about your joints and your bones and keeping them from being inflamed, but it will also uh, affect your overall performance, not just from having a swollen mm -hmm. ankle, but your mm -hmm. ability to perceive what's going on in the sport, to be open, yeah. Uh, to know whether somebody's coming up behind you or, you know, which direction the, the ball might be traveling and what you have to do. If you slow that down merely a hundredth of a second, uh, you're out of the game. You've lost mm -hmm. it. You know, so as a professional athlete, you want that performance to be as high as possible. When you're looking at that performance, there's two sides of the brain, the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. In between, there's this thing called the corpus callosum, and it has all the connective tissue, and the speed of that information as you're running down field or whatever, um, it has to process a lot of information. And if there is some uh, inflammation in these areas of the brain, it will certainly slow down the uh, ability of our cells to communicate with one another and how we understand that information in a sporting context. Does that make sense? So that would, yeah, so would that affect, for example, you know how we all have our neuro, neuromuscular connections and things like that, and like your coordination brain, um, brain foot sort of thing. What sort of things could that affect for somebody, for example, in a, in a game context, you know, for example, perceiving um, if someone's throwing you the ball, how that's going to affect if you're not recovering properly if you're full of inflammation can that actually affect someone's neuromuscular connections and coordination yeah let's just go back to that uh, speed of processing information somebody throws the ball in your direction one of the things you have to do is you have to calculate where where do i have to be in order to catch that ball and mm. your brain or body has too much inflammation it's going to slow down your ability so how much does it slow down when you're not in the right place at the right time in the right position to catch the ball? But if, mm -hmm. if you're ridding that inflammation and increasing the timing so that your brain can open up and process that information, and we call that phase lag. So we, there are things like hypophase lag or hyperphase lag. So just to give you an example, hypophase lag, let's say that the amount of information that you have to process in order to catch the ball, is this much. If you have a slowing of that information, now it's processing the back half, but not the front half of the information. 
And if you have too much anxiety or other things that are going on in your brain, now it's processing the front half of that and not the back half. And you need all of those to be in phase or traveling in the same direction in order for the brain to process that. Now, when we're looking at processing speeds, um, when we talk about our thinking brain, it processes at 40 bits per second, like what we would see in a computer. Um, in the subconscious part of our brain, where it makes all these calculations, it processes at 40 million bits per second. But if you have wow. the inflammation in, in what's going on, and, and I'm just pulling this number out of the air, it's not an actual fact, but if, if that slows from 40 million bits to 20 million bits, how effective do you think you're going to be? So whatever that means, <laughs> and that's my point here, exactly. If you need to be in a certain place at a certain time to catch the ball, you know, and, and I continually marvel, um, like, like in all sports, where the athlete is stretched out and, you know, the ball comes to them exactly where it's supposed to be and they catch it, and, you know, and then hold on to it. You know, that's another part of the equation in dealing with that. But I think this, uh, uh, the speed of operation is vitally important in uh, being a professional athlete. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that's exactly where not just performance of body performance, but this is also focus and mind space right. as well. Um, so when it comes to, for example, what we were just talking about with the reduction of inflammation and all of that, how would someone in this field of sports attain that much inflammation in the first place? Uh, and you lost me just a little bit on the question there. I was thinking my... ahead about the, about the answer there. But, um, yeah. Repeat the question for me if you would. Yeah, so based on what we were just chatting about with the reduction of inflammation, I would like you to explain, if you can, how would an athlete in a contact sport get that amount of inflammation in the first place? Ah, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, that's a really complicated question, but I love the question. <laughs> you know, we all know that we have intuition. And yeah. the, the biggest part of that is, are we paying attention to the intuition? You know, that feeling, that emotion, you know, I have a gut feeling about something, or I just knew it, or, um, you know, it, it just came to me, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So we have different ways that we can receive that information from outside of our body. Then in terms of getting that information from inside, you know, that those uh, pathways need to be there, the neural pathways. Now, how do we create a neural pathway? Um, when, when we're doing brain training, we do it over and over and over again. Same thing like muscle memory, uh, but this is neuro memory. Uh, by doing it over and over again, it causes new dendrites to form in the brain and then new neural pathways to uh, be created. We call that neuroplasticity. And that neuroplasticity is how we actually train the brain. And so it's like building the super highway for that information to all get where it's supposed to go at the same time. And hopefully there aren't too many potholes in the road, the inflammation and so forth, that are going to yeah. slow it down and, or mm -hmm. only allow us to process a certain amount of information. So we want that not only the neural pathway to be good, but it, we also want it to be healthy. And so mm -hmm. we're talking about 
brain health and brain fitness. That's really what we're referring to, is the fitness of your brain in order to process the information. Tremendous question, I love that, thanks. You're welcome. And also, like we have read before, the athletes have, is it three times higher the amount of inflammation in their bodies than a regular, a regular person? Is that correct? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like it, three it, times or so. It, it depends on uh, who you read, but roughly yeah. three times can, can be it. And yeah. they recover faster than most people uh, mm -hmm. because of the speed issue that we're talking about. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, there are parts of the body and the cells when we start looking at uh, how those things get repaired, the uh, mitochondria, for example, is very important uh, in that whole process of the, uh, the health of the cell or the fitness of the cell and looking at, at yeah. mitochondria plays such a big part because mitochondria is, is where we get all of our energy from. Yes, athletes, listen in because <laughs> you need to understand what mitochondria is and what it does because it's what provides us with our energy, okay? so Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Um, back in 2015, I did a study on um, energy healing. How does energy healing work? So the energy in our body has to flow, and there's a relationship between mitochondria and the microtubule, and that relationship is what creates the biophotonic energy because this will sound a little bit silly, but I used to wonder, you know, how come I never had to change the brain in a battery or a battery in the brain for people to get the energy? Where does the energy come from? And mm. it's that relationship between the mitochondria, how healthy is the cell, and the microtubule to allow that synergy to come together so that we get that power, that energy. And athletes are very used to, um, uh, you know, working out and doing the things that they need to do and why practice becomes so important, you know, yeah. not only for the mere neurons to, to uh, help us understand, you know, monkey see, monkey do. That's what practice mm -hmm. is all about is getting those mere neurons uh, where we create that muscle memory uh, for those things to happen. But <clears throat> uh, we, we need to get the power and the energy. I'm sure everybody out there has experienced you know, things like uh, right after lunch and you get that lull in your energy and, you know, all you want to do is take a nap or whatever. And athletes... I'm the opposite. <laughs> you go to... So you're built backwards yeah. that you're... Uh, I literally, I can eat 20 minutes before I do a massive training session and I perform so much better. <laughs> we have, we have a nomenclature have for people like you that uh, they're built backwards, their nose run and their feet smell, so... <laughs> I love that. So anyway, the uh, um, yeah, that information is is vitally important, and the energy. So when we have the health of the mitochondria in our cells, we're able to recover quicker. We're mm -hmm. able to uh, engage these mirror neurons, or what we see is what we do. How we get our thinking brain out of the way and let the muscle memory just take over. And, and engage our intuition and all of these things of what mm -hmm. we have to do and allow our brain to process at 40 million bits per second rather than 20 million bits per second. So would that be, for example, you know, we all know that it's an automatic response for our bodies to breathe by themselves, but we need to also allow our bodies to do the same when it comes to healing our bodies for inflammation and all of that, say, after and during exercise, whereas sometimes we almost make it a bit too conscious. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, uh, I do a lot of uh, Tai Chi and Qigong. 
and breathing is very, very important, you know, breathing in mm -hmm. through your nose and out through your mouth. Now, why is that important? Because we're talking about chi, the energy, if you will, and, and I don't want to get too far into, into Tai Chi, but the breathing process allows that energy to flow up through mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, we yeah. could get into the whole explanation of, of how the energy talks to the cells in the body and the chakras and why that's important. Mm -hmm. I, I think what is most germane here in this conversation is the fact that breathing is what allows that energy to open up. So then the question becomes how much energy is opening up, and that depends mm -hmm. on the health of the mitochondria. So if, yeah. if you're breathing and that rhythm of breathing allows that energy to flow, you know, then it's just a question of how much energy is flowing and why some mm. people feel more excited, healthier, more in control of things because they have the flow of that energy through their breathing process uh, to allow that to happen. So if their mitochondria is not functioning properly, they may find that they might not feel as fit because their system is not working as functional or efficient as it should be. Yeah. So, um, uh, like decreased certain, oxygen. Yeah. There are certain elements that, that begin to denigrate this. And, and, uh, we've been, um, uh, as a Western world fed, some information that isn't correct. You know, when we look at it from an oxidative stress point of view, and I know you're going to talk a little bit more about this, but from an mm -hmm. oxidative uh, stress point of view and how that's affecting the cells of our body, that uh, we all have heard of free radicals and antioxidants. So the antioxidants uh, are uh, uh, most of the uh, things that we've learned about that is if we increase our vitamin C and vitamin E and D, uh, that that's going to take care of this whole antioxidant situation. But it's really just a one-to-one -one ratio with that, mm -hmm. and where one antioxidant will get one free radical, you know, and, and so it's a very slow process. And so uh, it's not only about using high quality supplements, in order to increase that, but that's where the damage in the cells come in. And when the cells are damaged, when that mitochondria uh, isn't functioning at its best, then that's when we feel tired. And that, of mm -hmm. course, in, in, oh, and in injury, disease, like all yeah. of those sorts of things start to yeah. present. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why an athlete, um, once they've had an injury, uh, they, their field of vision isn't quite as open because they go into this protection mode, basically, mm -hmm. and um, aren't aware of the things that are going on around them. And that goes back to the processing speed that we're talking about. But at the basis of it is the health of the mitochondria, you know, and so that's going to slow down the processing speed. It's going to slow down our perception. It's going to slow down a lot of things. So that mitochondria is vitally important in terms of our athletic performance, even just our day-to-day -day performance, you know, mm. being sluggish or as we get older. Um, and so yeah. all of that deals with um, how quickly we age. So as an athlete, of course, you want to age more slowly than you want to age faster. And that mm -hmm. really depends on the health of the mitochondria. Yeah. And for everybody out there, slower aging rate isn't just about the wrinkles. It's about the health of our muscles. Because as you know, as you're going to get older, your joints and everything are going to start, well, 
they could potentially start aching and getting more issues that you don't want as an elite athlete. Yeah. Have you ever wondered why some of these athletes, like Brett Favre, for example, in American football, how he was able to play at a level like that for so long because mm-hmm. he had healthy mitochondria? Yeah. Another. Everybody start looking after your mitochondria. That's right. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I like <laughs> Exactly. So based on just what you were just talking about, let's talk about some short-term and long-term effects, like positive effects of reducing inflammation. Yeah, well, the, the first thing for reducing inflammation is dealing with the free radicals. I mean, that's something we have control over in deciding how we're going to deal with that and the antioxidants. So are we getting the right antioxidants? I can tell you just from what I know, I can't go out and eat enough fruits and vegetables in order to kill off all of the mitochondria. Uh, <laughs> kill them off. We don't want to kill mitochondria. <laughs> kill those off. And here's something that a lot of people don't know is that uh, the brain produces more mitochondria than other parts of the body. And that's why that's highly important in in order to uh, look at the health of that going back to the Mm -hmm. processing speed. But... um, So on a short-term effect, what would someone, what would an athlete notice within themselves if they were to reduce their inflammation? Like some quick things that they might notice straight away if they were to reduce... Oh, actually, let's talk about both. If they, some short-term noticeable effects of inflammation, and then if you were to reduce it, what would you also notice? Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's like opposite ends of the same stick here. Mm-hmm. So, um, on, on one end, we have where the uh, antioxidants are doing, or the free radicals are doing more damage to the mitochondria and so we begin to get sluggish, you know, mm-hmm. and we're not, we're feeling older and we're not recovering as quickly, those kinds of things. You go to the opposite end of the stick and now uh, when, when that's in a more healthy state, now you're going to find that your processing speed is better, you have more energy, you feel more alive, you feel your emotions more, you have more fun, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if we were to go in that direction, we, let me add one more analogy here. If we go down to where you have the uh, antioxidants and free radicals are doing the damage to the mitochondria, well, it also uh, causes more activity in the left prefrontal cortex. And I mean, in the right prefrontal cortex, where we see the glass as half empty. Now, on the opposite end, where the mitochondria is in in good repair and we're feeling better and the free radicals are being gobbled up by the amount of antioxidants that is more than a one-on-one ratio here. Um, because the, uh, when that happens, when I'm talking about a one-on-one ratio, I'm talking about one free radical uh, gobbling up uh, one or one antioxidant gobbling up one free radical. It's tantamount to um, trying to, put out a house fire with a Dixie cup full of water. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are ways to improve that, to get it to like a million to one ratio. And I don't know about you, but I personally would rather have that because 
I, I know just from some of the things that I practice in my own life, I feel much healthier. I feel better. Things come to me easier. It, it's, mm -hmm. it, I just feel better, you know? Yeah. And that's what we want is just to learn how we can become more efficient in, right. in every way possible, right? With our thoughts, with our body, with the way we breathe, the way we move. So, yeah, that's really cool. Absolutely. So with, like, because we're talking about here, obviously, the importance of the reduction of inflammation. Why is high inflammation such an issue in a contact sport? Well, it's going to slow you down and you're going to get injured uh, sooner and the injury is going to be greater with inflammation. And, and when Can you give some examples? Inflammation in, well. the, in the joints, you know, when, mm -hmm. when you get too much inflammation, of course, you get things like arthritis and that's going to end an athlete's career, you know, quickly. But mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be just be in the joints that we're, or the muscles that we're talking about. It can happen throughout the body and in the brain. You know, so that inflammation, where in particularly in the brain, where it's affecting both white matter and gray matter, it, we don't have the ability to, to uh, develop these neural pathways as it, it's like the difference between uh, when we build a neural pathway and it's a one-lane highway versus without inflammation, now we have a six-lane highway. Can more information wow. be processed through that? You bet it can. Mm. So, but, uh, can you... Yeah, that was really great. Could you talk more about the neurological effects of long-term inflammation in a contact sport, please? Yeah, it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know you've worked with some trauma in athletes specifically from, you know, from concussion, from brain trauma sort of things, and the effects some people may not think about, which could, I think you had explained once, was like anger. And, yeah, we're talking you know, about CTE kinds of of, of things from concussion, you know, and some people, uh, there are different types that, that can begin to affect it. One is, you know, the, the impact on the skull. So if this is mm -hmm. your brain and this is your skull and it impacts mm -hmm. that, well, it's the, because there's a space around the brain, it's going to pull back and you're going to have a, a counter coup or touching the back part of the brain. So mm -hmm. those are going to be affected. Uh, just by the impact itself and how much damage mm -hmm. goes on. Because when that occurs, we get this shearing. So if this is brain tissue. It will shear or twist. Uh, and, and it's like taking a piece of cloth and tearing it a little bit. So yeah. you get that kind of damage that, that, that goes on there. The, uh, when that occurs, it means that you're not going to be thinking straight. You're not be going to be gathering information or your memory uh, cells, your uh, mirror neurons aren't going to function as quickly. So it, it's like the kid who studies for a test and then sits down and take the test and doesn't even remember studying. You know, even mm. though the event actually happened, but in the brain where we have this inflammation and this uh, this injury, uh, the, uh, they're not processing as well as they could or should have. So I've been able to help a lot of kids and adults as well to open up that whole thing. And, and I can show you some examples of that when, uh, when we get to that point in, in our conversation. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now are these things that people would notice like straight away from a head injury or some, some sort of, a... yeah, they, they don't because um, like anger, 
take anger for example that's one of the things that occurs with uh, a lot of uh, head injuries and the impact and so forth so they just think they're having a bad day or they're getting frustrated or little things that they never used to get frustrated over and and they don't know how to control and it's probably things they wouldn't even think of would they because it, no, it might happen so slowly yeah it does it's like putting a frog you know you're going to cook a frog and you're going to put it in boiling water if you drop it in boiling water they jump right out you know oh i'm not going to mm. do that but if you start turning the heat up slower that that gradual mm. uh, damage occurs then they they get angry more people around them notice that more than the yeah. person themselves and, mm -hmm. and they don't understand why why people are saying you know that that they're so angry and and dealing with stuff like that and, and then they can become combative you know, so um, they get more and more aggressive, you know, the more mm -hmm. damage that is done to those cells, uh, either through uh, the actual contact or the damage uh, that goes on, like in a CTE beyond um, their playing years, that damage is still there. And it's about, you know, how can, how can you repair that damage if you don't even know that it's going on? It's just like yeah. you're saying, inflammation. How do we know if, uh, if we have inflammation or not. Well, you know, mm -hmm. there are blood tests that will, will tell you that and what, what the longevity is and how much inflammation you have and how it's affecting your lifespan. So we'll go back to this mm -hmm. whole head injury thing that uh, it's going to affect a person's quality of life. It's going to affect their lifespan. And, uh, and it's, before it gets to that point, it's going to affect how long they can play the sport. Oh, I've lost you. I can hear you. So we were talking about rage and the things that happen as a result of damage that's going on and the inflammation and so forth. And that that's only part of it, you know, our personality and um, what happens there, we, we become somebody that we don't even know. And other people mm -hmm. around us don't know us. They don't know how to respond to us. They don't know how to relate to us at all. And, and yeah. quite honestly, we don't know how to relate to ourselves when there's that much damage that has gone on and inflammation. So I, I guess the bigger issue is how do you fix that? So you can fix it once someone is, say, for example, we would hope people don't have to get to this point at all. But if they were there, is it possible to maybe not reverse, but to help? Well, yeah. And, and I think there are two elements here that we're talking about. Doing something before the damage occurs, which means mm. brain fitness. That's what we're going to talk about. Brain. And yeah. then what happens if it's already there? How much can we repair? Well, that mm -hmm. depends on how much damage there, there is. So if you have a little tiny hole in your roof, uh, that's pretty easy to fix. But you know, if a giant tree is crashed into your roof, that's going to take a little more repair. And uh, mm -hmm. sometimes there can be too much damage. But I think what happens with a lot of people, they, they tend to deny what's going on with them. They tend to not yeah. want to believe what other people around them are telling them. And I think that that's, that's really important because the signs are there before it becomes 
very severe, but we just minimize it and just kind of blow it off rather than mm. doing something about it. Um, and I think for a long time, uh, many um, people either in holistic medicine or allopathic medicine have not really known how to deal with this very well. You know, mm. so, uh, there are things that are available for us to take and repair mm. the mitochondria to help mm -hmm. the health of the cells, to increase our fitness, reduce the inflammation, you know, where we have cellular dysfunction. And that's, that's the proper term of that. When we have mm -hmm. cellular dysfunction, uh, how, how do we fix the cellular dysfunction? Well, you have to repair the cell so that it can mm -hmm. And we can actually do that, which is great. Now, yes. we're not scaring anybody off. We um, are really hoping that, especially if you know someone that is suffering with, who has had maybe lots of concussions, or maybe you are somebody who has suffered with head injury or anything like that, keep, keep listening and keep an open mind because this could be really helpful for you or someone you know. Um, so based on what you were just saying, like obviously there's going to be people of all ages in these different sports of contact. So how would it be useful for someone that's functioning awesomely already and they're quite young, you know, they're not really having any issues. Why would it be important for someone in that state versus someone who is ready to retire and they're probably you know, on their last legs of their sport, because obviously it's important yeah. for everybody, but let's talk about why. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is performance. You know, when somebody says, this person is phenomenal, well, what does that mean exactly, that they're phenomenal? But if they're young and they have increased their ability and their body and their brain, the mind-body connection that goes on there, well, they're going to be able to perform better. You know, so how good is good? How great is great? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're talking about here is, is that level of performance to able not only rise in that level of performance as our experience uh, becomes greater, but uh, being able to uh, deal with everything health-wise, you know, the health of our cells. Because when you're young, we're impervious. We don't think about those things. But it's mm -hmm. happening to us just to say. Just to give you a, a quick example, most adults in the United States that they're 18%, almost a fifth of the um, adults in the United States have some sort of anxiety disorder. That's a lot. Yeah. And over 12% of the millennials that are young in this category has, um, uh, has some sort of depressive disorder. So they wow. experience depressive. Now, um, just a slight 1% increase can lead to a higher incidence of suicide. And wow. things like suicide are up 123%. Mm -hmm. so, That's huge. Yeah, it, it's huge. We, we're dealing with an epidemic, not just as a society, of the world, but, and it goes right back to, in my opinion, this oxidative stress, because we all have it, we can't get away from it, and it determines so much of our health and inflammation and all the things that we're dealing with. I think we have mm -hmm. to take a serious look and understanding of what oxidative stress is and what it does, because I would say a large majority of people that I talk to, they have no idea what that means. 
Yeah, I was actually talking to some nurses the other day who hadn't heard of oxidative stress and that blew my mind yeah. because to me, I just assumed that it was world knowledge or at least in the medical industry, you know? Yeah. Well, and we get oxidative stress from the water we drink, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the pollutants mm -hmm. in the air. All of those things are affecting that oxidative stress, which increases the free radicals and causes the damage. So even if we're not aware of it or we think, well, that's not going to happen to me, it's happening to you and it doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we can't see it because it's happening at a cellular level. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're brand new in your sport. It doesn't matter if you're getting ready to retire. It doesn't matter if you're injured or if you're even concussed or whatever is presenting for you. Their point is you need to start reducing your oxidative stress and your inflammation right now, no matter where you are. And it's a part of investing in your body to be the best version of yourself you can be for you, not just your sport, but for your whole life and for your family, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, part of that is uh, we think that supplements will be the answer, and it's not so much the word supplements as it is activators. We need to yes. activate the elements of the cells that will keep this in good repair because we really don't have uh, a lot of control over the environment, uh, you know, even using our cell phones, and you know, we could get into the whole emf thing emissions from mm. cell phone but uh, that's another topic for another day uh, can i just pause you when you just said supplementation versus activation because we all know especially like for me in the fitness industry this is huge yeah. and i know in contact sports or just any sport in general supplements they're, they're everywhere you know they're left right and center people are approached with all these different things to take companies to sponsor, all of these sorts of things. And I've been sponsored by multiple different companies over the years with my running. And the one thing that was never given was science, studies, clinically proven anything. And that's what I've found really interesting about the way that we can reduce our inflammation so naturally, but the fact that there is science behind it. Yeah. And, you know. We, we have this mentality of, more is better. That if I take yeah. more supplements of this supplement, that supplement, you know, and many of them, there are many really good ones out there that are uh, yeah. that are created with natural products and so forth, and and they do good. But the key issue here is the difference between a supplement and one that is an activator. You know, because mm -hmm. the activator will act uh, have action on our cells. So we have uh, 600 million trillion cells that make us up as a human. And so how are they communicating? Uh, that becomes a very, very important part and why coherence in, in that. So when I talk about coherence, we're talking about uh, a cell being a dynamic structure. But what does that mean exactly, a dynamic structure? That we have more coherence. So if a cell lacks in the membrane around it, coherence, well, then the cell is going to die. And the same thing with an organ. If it lacks coherence or the ability to ebb and flow with everything that's going on around it, well, then the organ is going to be damaged or die. When those are damaged and die, we die. So mm -hmm. that's why uh, things to keep them healthy becomes vitally important in, in terms of using 
not only supplements, and I'm not saying anything bad about supplements because there's a mm -hmm. lot of excellent supplements out there, but take it for what it is. It is supplementing things that we cannot create in our body or yep, we exactly. need more of something because our body cannot generate it. Well, when we look at activators, they are dealing with things in our DNA. And so mm -hmm. there are markers in our DNA that get turned on or off. That's why some people get cancer, some people get heart disease, some people have immune problems, is because of the markers that are turned on or off. Now, we can turn those on or off. Supplements will help do some of that, but it depends on the supplement and the quality of the supplement, whereas an activator will actually deal with the markers that are in our DNA and help turn off the ones that aren't working well for us, that may have come down through our genes or our, you know, the genetics of things that go on there. So when I look at uh, ADD or autism or some of these things that deal with attention and focus, and I would much rather use the word attention and focus than I would the label of ADD because um, mm. as we were talking earlier, the inflammation and those kinds of things can help us lose that focus and concentration. Does that mean the person had ADD? Maybe, maybe not. We'd have to know from a brain map what that looks like beforehand. But uh, Actually, you need to show us your, one of your brain maps as well. Oh, sure. Would you like me to do that now? Yeah, that would be awesome. And just to explain a little bit about it and how it relates back to, um, to sport, please. All right. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to use a, an example of, of uh, one of my ADD uh, cases here. So let me share my screen. And uh, oh boy, too much mess here. So <laughs> let me bring this up. All right. So I'm going to take this case and I'm going to show you what happened and then relate that back to why is it important in sports. So this is a 15-year-old male that had been diagnosed with inattentive uh, deficit disorder. So uh, we often call it ADD. ADHD is that hyperactive component that goes along with it. So in working with this young man, um, he did 18 sessions of neurofeedback training, trying to re- constitute those um, uh, neural pathways by when we do the brain training over and over and over again causes those dendrites to form and new neural pathways to develop. So we'll be comparing that to uh, these activators that got, uh, uh, that they put him on these activators, uh, mainly because I've been reading some of the scientific research and things about it. And that became really interesting to me, you know, the looking at the difference between like just a plain supplement and an activator and what they actually do and why. So mm -hmm. uh, here's, let me give you just a real quick background and won't get deep in statistics here, but uh, the legend that we'll look at in this, these are the colors here. So when we're it, looking at a Gaussian distribution or a bell curve, if you will, that's kind of showing what what we're looking at here, but this is the brain map depiction here. So when it's green, like here in the uh, this legend here, anywhere in the green shows that's normal EEG activity. If it's mm -hmm. yellow or orange, it's two standard deviations above normal. When I say standard deviation, I'm talking about uh, 
how far away from normal is it? And that's what the Gaussian distribution, where it's zero, that is perfect normal. And so the further out on the scale we go, it changes the color. When we get to red, it's showing that we're three standard deviations above normal. Now the other end of the scale is two standard deviations below normal, which is light blue. And then we have uh, dark blue, which is three standard deviation. So that'll help you uh, decipher a little bit what, what I'm gonna show you here. So this is a young man after 18 sessions of uh, neurofeedback training. And you don't have to be a neuroscientist to figure out that all of the red there in the right prefrontal cortex or the glass is half empty, um, negative thinking, all of that is occurring. It's way too much activity that's going on. Now, we put him on this NRF1 and NRF2 and, and, a, and a, a drink called Axio. And uh, put him, he was on that for 12 days. And because of the research I've been reading, I wanted to work with my own patients and see how, what, what happens. What does this actually do when, when I do this? And uh, so after 12 days, we can see a dramatic change wow. in the brain map here. And so there's no red. <laughs> exactly. The red that we do see up here, this is actually his ADD. The, the dark blue here is what we call the default network part of the brain. All human brains basically work the same way. So it's kind of on standby. This is his eyes closed uh, situation here. So uh, it, it's like on standby, you know, call me if you need me kind of thing. So mm -hmm. when we compare these uh, and look at them uh, side by side. Well, I've got a few more slides here. When we talk about coherence, and we talked a little bit about it in our discussion here, the coherence, again, you don't have to be a neuroscientist to figure out this is not really good, but after 12 days, it went to this, meaning that when there are very few lines or no lines at all, it's comparing him to the normative database. Now, the normative database is uh, um, uh, over 4,200 individuals in this, and it's comparing his demographics, male, female, left, right, hand, age, to where, where does he fall within that population or the standard deviation. With mm -hmm. few lines or no lines at all, it says it's functioning in the normal range. Uh, so when we compare his brain map side by side, you can see uh, an amazing change in just a matter of 12 days. Uh, and, and so uh, here's his uh, beta or his thinking activity and the changes. Like two different people. Well, it is, and in 23 years of practice, I had never seen this before. You know, I mean, I've recorded and done thousands and thousands of brains. I'd never seen this. And the difference wow. between the NRF1, NRF2 uh, as activators and the Axio, um, which is an all-natural drink and made from natural components. In fact, it's approved for Olympic athletes to take mm -hmm. these, uh, these activators and utilize them. So when I looked at this and I said, man, this is, this is incredible, but how, how can it possibly do that in 12 days? How does that happen? And, mm. and so I took it from a quantum physics point of view. So I promise I won't get deep in quantum physics here, but when we look at this, it was happening at the molecular level and the coherence. So going back to that part of the discussion where coherence is that, um, uh, ability to for the cellular functions to communicate on a molecular level. It's happening with the molecules. So it's opening that up so that the brain can function 
the way it was meant to function. Whereas, you know, before that, we were trying to correct it by using the neural feedback and creating new neural pathways. Whereas mm -hmm. this, by taking the activators, it opened that up and helped in that mitochondria um, solution of being able to uh, heal what's going on in the cells. And, and that's what the NRF2 uh, does. Now, NRF1 will uh, create some uh, new enzymes in there called catalase and SOD and superoxide mutase. And what that does is it gobbles up more of the free radicals. So that's what gives us the million to one ratio before mm -hmm. the mitochondria can, can sustain any more damage. And so these are working naturally within our body, you know, and, and so it's not like something you have to memorize or recite or, you know, do 10 times a day or, you know, you, you take the activators in the morning and you're good for the whole day. You know. That's it. That's what we want to be able to create is something that's simple that doesn't mean you're changing your entire lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just being able to see what goes on in, in a person's brain here. This is a young person. You know, he's 15 years old. Uh, and, and once we got it functioning normally. Now, what would happen with uh, the parents uh, over here before uh, we put him on the activators that uh, the parents were getting two and three calls from the school a day. You know, you, he's not doing his homework. He didn't bring his homework in. He's being defiant. He, he's uh, uh, using inappropriate language. All the things that we see with ADD and ADHD. And mm -hmm. uh, then the school that he was going to, they didn't know we were going to do this study. And uh, quite frankly, I didn't know what I was going to find either. We just, I just wanted to do it because I have the equipment and can do it. So it's just like, let's see what this stuff really does. And, uh, and that's what we found. So uh, then the uh, uh, mom showed me a report from one of the teachers saying, wow, what a turnaround. He's now bringing in his homework. He's not talking inappropriately. Yeah, he's paying attention in class, things like that. So they were in my office uh, just the other day doing uh, some neurofeedback training. And mom told me that whereas before when he was doing the neurofeedback, uh, he was getting all D's and F's, and uh, the other day she uh, told me that he now has all passing grades. Wow, that's amazing. Now, how can he do that? He still has gaps in his learning, and so the tutors are helping him learn what he should have learned when his brain wasn't performing the way that it should. But mm -hmm. now that it's performing the way that it should and he's getting the gaps filled in in his training, now that's uh, the... Uh, the Axio and the NRF1 and NRF2 are opening up the brain so that he can learn at a more accelerated rate. So let's take this back and, and, and put this in the context of sports. Maybe you're new to a sport, and, and it doesn't matter what age we're talking about or what level of professionalism uh, that we're talking about because the function is still the same. But let's say that this person is new into the sport and they've got a lot to learn, you know, a lot of plays, a lot of rules, those kinds of things. Uh, which of these brain maps would help the person learn faster, more information, and execute it more accurately? So well, you don't have to be a brain scientist to figure that one out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So even, for example, speaking on for a team perspective, Mm -hmm. So I know that we were actually going to go there anyway, but this really 
like ties in quite nicely with it. For example, if everybody was doing this sort of thing for themselves, how could that change a team dynamic if everybody is becoming more receptive, if everybody has increased focus, if everybody is opening up those pathways and allowing their body to heal itself at a cellular level? Yeah, great question, Chloe. The, um, I think it's the difference between what makes a championship team and one that's not a championship team. What is it? Mm -hmm. Because one group combs their hair differently than the other? Probably not. You know, but if they're, if they're all doing the same kinds of things at a very high level, that's what's going to make them a championship team. And so mm -hmm. the coaching that they get, they're going to be more receptive. They're going to be able to respond to it better. They're going to be able to execute it better. Uh, and better state gonna, of mind. yeah, that's going to be uh, the issue of, uh, in my mind anyway, the difference between somebody who is a champion and somebody who's not. And when you look at it from a team sport, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of work with professional golfers and they're, they're a funny bunch to work with because um, they don't want anybody to know that they have an edge, you know, so they'll, they'll do the training and so forth because they don't want their opponents to know that they have an edge. So uh, when you look at uh, putting an entire team on this and everybody's functioning better, they're communicating better, their attitudes are better, they can absorb more information, they can execute it better, you know, how could you ask for anything more, you know, mm -hmm. in, in a team? Are they going to perform better over a team that's not doing this? You know, in my mind, I can see a time when all teams are taking this, you know, and, and so... Yeah. Um, you don't want to be left behind, you know, and it's nope. the idea is also from the science, it's cumulative. So the sooner you start on this, you know, the more accumulation is going to occur because our cells turn over every 90 days. You know, we get new cells. So mm -hmm. if we are propagating the old ones every 90 days, we're just creating more of the same. But if imagine, we, yes, yeah. imagine in three months where you could be, how you could be feeling, how you could be playing or recovering. Not wow. only that, exactly. But uh, because it's accumulative, then it's going to, you're going to propagate healthier cells and you're not going to mm -hmm. get injured as much. Or if you get injured, you're going to recover faster. You're going to have better uh, speed, better times. Uh, timing is what I meant. Uh, better times happens after the game. So... <laughs> Uh, anyway, Actually, speaking yeah. of what you just said about its accumulative effect, and um, the, re the most recent study, the number fifth, uh, 25th study for anybody who likes um, research and science, you can go on to pubmed.gov and type in ProTandem to find all of the studies. But the last one, Dr. Fannin, was about the fact that it was quite important for people to know that, yes, it's a cumulative effect, but there's no actual accumulation in the body of Right. what we're about to show to you, which is really important to know because it means that it's not going to have a detrimental effect of too much. Yeah, so the garbage gets taken out periodically yeah. and it's not accumulating and, and causing, uh, you know, it's like rust on a bicycle. You know, it's not putting more rust on there. It's taking it out with the garbage, so. Exactly. Awesome. 
Okay, that was really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Now, let's share. I'm actually going to get up my screen. So if yeah, you want to stop sharing one. here, now you should be able to share on your side. Okay, awesome. So based on everything that we have shared with you, I am now going to show you how we can actually reduce our oxidative stress naturally. Okay, so bear with me. I'm just going to. Oops, okay, that's not it. There we go. All right, so as you can see in the image here, we have an apple and then we have our free radicals. So Dr. Fannin was already talking about before free radical damage and free radical damage and oxidization. So as you can see, you've got your plain apple, which if you think of it, it is like your normal cell. Now, if you were to cut open an apple and to leave it on the counter, you can see what happens as one side which has been protected with lemon juice, which is a high antioxidant, versus the other side that has just been left as it is. And that is when it starts to deteriorate and it starts to oxidize. Now, when it comes to us, this happens to us on a cellular level. But the, the point is that we don't actually see it at all. So as you can see, we've got three different pictures here of the apple. Now, number two, it's starting to oxidize the cell is starting to deteriorate, but we might not be feeling it. We might just be feeling uh, more aches and pains from training. We might be feeling more fatigue, more lactic acid buildup. Maybe you're struggling to sleep a little bit, but then as you can see, the very last image of the apple, it's, it's dead, right? So when that happens to our cell, that's when your body is started to start to have enough. That's when, arthritis and the real things start coming in like really bad injuries and it's just not recovering and you're just out you're not playing anymore those sorts of things can be more noticeable when your cell is at such an effect like that so that's exactly why we're here with you today to teach you how you can actually reduce it so going into talking about something called protandum now protandum is clinically proven to reduce our oxidative stress by an average of 40% in 30 days. And this is in absolutely everybody. And I don't know if you remember, but before Dr. Fanon was talking about the athletes have a three times higher rate of oxidative stress. So it's even more important that athletes are focusing on investing in their bodies, whether as a, obviously we would encourage a team to be doing this together for the cumulative effect. Otherwise as an individual, this would be really important. And for some people, this can go from 40% up to 70% of a reduction and it just keeps on reducing. So for those of you, I'm not sure if my little thing's in the way, I'm not sure if I can move it, but it's just comprised of five natural herbs. Okay, so everything is approved. It's certified by the BSCG, which works alongside water. So it is a elite athlete um, and Olympic athlete friendly. We have many Olympians who are already taking this and professional sporting teams. So I'm going to show you on the next screen. Okay, so as you can see, we have a little bit of a graph which is showing each individual ingredient in ProTandem. Now, I want you to take note of how low they all are versus the red, which is protandem. So for me personally, I thought I re recovered absolutely amazingly. I've always invested so much money and time into my recovery because I know how much 
because I'm a sprinter. So if I was to train and do a really heavy session, I need to recover just as much as I'm training. So I could put up to five, six hours plus a week of my recovery. And so I always thought I was doing the most amazing things for my body. And it wasn't until I started using this that I realized my body was not recovering until, until I really started using this. So as you can see, individual versus the synergistic blend together is 18 times more potent. It works 18 times more effectively than of those individual ingredients. Now, me personally, I actually took a lot of these things individually. And I was someone that preferred to take things individually in powder form because I thought that that meant that it was more potent. And it wasn't until I understood that this was 18 times more potent when it was done all together, it just blew my mind. And so I was like, oh, well, heck, that makes it. <laughs> that makes it an easier choice then. So that's what's really important to know is that the synergy is the most important factor of the NRF2, okay? Now, another very important thing, especially for athletes, is that switching on your NRF2 pathway or NRF2 pathway also stimulates the body's response to increase its own stores of glutathione. Now, glutathione is also known as our master antioxidant. And for every single person, we can't supplement glutathione, okay? Because your body doesn't absorb it. So it's most important that our body is able to increase it itself. So you can see here that we've got the benefits shown and you can see Kelly Slater's in the background and he actually is on the products. Now, glutathione is increased in the body by 300% in about four, three to four months, all right, which is why it's so important that if you were going to invest in something like this, that it was an absolute minimum of four months because it's like, for example, doing a gym session, doing one training session, you don't expect to do it for one week or one month to be the best, right? You all started from quite a young age, or maybe you've started from a particular age, but it has all added up over the years to get to where you are right now. So it's the same as this. Don't expect something to happen instantly. We have had some absolutely incredible results quite quickly but every single person is very different. And that's something that I also want to just say is that we don't intend to or say that we treat, cure or mitigate any disease or illness or anything, but we have had some absolutely incredible stories. Um, now, Dr. Fannin, can you just explain something quickly to do with, because glutathione is very important and low levels of glutathione have shown increase in diseases like Parkinson's and autism and high intensity exercise also is like it reduces our glutathione levels. I think it's by 60% more than the average person. So for an athlete and on a neurological level, why is this so important on our neurological level to be increasing our glutathione, especially for contact sport? Right. As going back to what you said just a minute ago, about how it reduces the glutathione over 60%. You know, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, obviously it's a bad thing because we can't take a supplement to, to do that. We just have to get that activated in our own body in order to produce that, to increase uh, all of these uh, things that are listed here under the benefits of glutathione, increasing our energy. And we talked about that with the 
uh, NRF2 and, and repair of the mitochondria, um, being able to reduce muscle and joint discomfort. Nobody likes to perform at a high level when you have muscles and joints that aren't functioning quite well. Well, how mm -hmm. do you get them to function better? Add more glutathione. You know, it detoxifies the liver and the cells, and we don't often mm -hmm. think about that, but, you know, being able to clean out, you know, take out the yeah. trash that we need to because it's, it's impeding our ability to generate the glutathione. Uh, also, um, it reduces stress. You know, so when you're going into competition, I don't care who you are, what level you're at, you're going to have a certain amount of stress that is going on. Does stress help you think better or worse? Well, too much stress. We have eustress and, and de-stress. So, you know, we're, we're trying to use the good stress to help us perform better. But if we have, you know, this kind of stress that is causing uh, activation from uh, the vagus nerve up to the brain, from the heart to the brain, through the sympathetic nervous system, well, that's the kind of stress that we don't want because we don't have a mm -hmm. balance between sympathetic nervous system and the uh, uh, parasympathetic nervous system. We want that to be balanced so that we can handle the stress of that and be calm. And, you know, I, I think there are a lot of examples out there in just about any sport when somebody is more relaxed, you know, that they play better and they win more. Exactly. And so the glutathione in your ability to handle that and strengthening the immune system, because uh, since we're uh, um, subject to all things in our environment and our food and things like that, that our immune system can become compromised. So we're going to be more open to getting colds, not healing faster, not uh, recovering quicker because our immune system is somewhat compromised. So the glutathione here, uh, when we activate that and, and uh, keep working with some of these activators, it's going to increase the glutathione and help in that whole performance. So it's not just one element. It, there are several elements that are dealing with this. So if we let it go way out of balance, that's when we start to see the disease or dis-ease that's happening like in Parkinson's and autism and you know other diseases mm -hmm. that are related to that. Yes, thank you. So even more important for athletes because of the 60% reduction extra that we all have, thank you to high intensity exercise. Right. <laughs> okay, so really important that we do understand the glutathione is such an important factor in our healing journey. Okay, so we're gonna move on to our next slide which is for those of you who do like research, okay? For athletes out there, you can see below, there is a gold standard stamp, which is the BSCG certified drug free. So this company works, this certification is working alongside WADA. So it is 100% safe for elite and Olympic athletes. And it is patented as well. So people cannot, or other companies can't come out and copy the products okay so if you are a physio or a doctor and you would like to be looking more into the studies you can jump onto pubmed.gov and you can see on the right typing in oxidative stress is going to bring up a certain amount of results there is now over 20,000 results if i believe to be true and if you were to type in protanum there is now 25 studies okay so you can take this information to your medical team if you are an athlete and you would and you would like to run it past your medical team 
We're also going to chat about, once I've gone through all of this, um, why your medical team would say yes anyway. Okay. So for those of you who do like the research, feel free to go and have a look. Now, Washington State University did an independent study in 2015 and they found through their study, so this was an independent study, it means that the company didn't pay to do this study themselves. And what they found was that this NERF2 activator, this 100% natural NERF2 activator was potentially the most extraordinary therapeutic and preventative breakthrough in the history of medicine. Okay, so this was the reason that I joined the company because it's so close to my heart and uh, people I knew were getting concussed so much and it was starting to make me nervous. And then I'd already been on this product for about seven months beforehand and I already had the most amazing benefits with like a reduction of lactic acid, which was impeding my performance a lot. And when that was a huge factor for me, I thought, I wonder what it could do to someone with concussion because concussion is inflammation. And so that's why I wanted to join and get and spread the word because imagine what this could do to us to a contact sport where the amount of inflammation is so much higher than any other regular sport. So the fact that they're coming out and saying that this is a, like a potential preventative breakthrough in the history of medicine is just absolutely amazing. All right. So not only have we got our NERF2, which activates our NRF2 pathway, we also have the sister product, which is our NRF1. So you would have remembered Dr. Fannin talk about NRF1 boosting our mitochondria production, which is absolutely necessary for our energy supply. And as athletes, if we have crappy mitochondria, we're going to have crappy energy and crappy sleep. So that's where this one really comes in and supports our system. Okay, so everything that we are teaching you today and educating you about, everything works on a cellular level. So we are upregulating good genes and we are downregulating bad ones. So switching on the good ones and getting like slowing down the ones that aren't serving us. Okay, so our NRF1 also neutralizes our free radicals and supports antioxidant defense mechanisms and cellular energy levels. So that's our body's stress response. So again, this is made up of five natural ingredients and for athletes we actually put them on the double so all of the athletes that i have on the product are all on the double and that is where we've been seeing some amazing benefits um, and success stories so far so some of the people i think for me it wasn't actually a quick um, noticeable change for me it was a few months now, for these athletes, some of them have contacted me within a week. Some of them have contacted me saying, I've had sleep issues for years and I can sleep through the night. I'm feeling rested when I wake up. Now, that's massive. For an athlete to have complete rest means that they're going to be recovering that much faster, that they're going to be able to benefit that much more from the training that they're doing because their body is able to recover at a faster rate than it was before. Okay. Some people who have had chronic injuries aren't noticing the pain that they used to have. Like these are sort of things that just blow my mind because I didn't know that this was possible until I felt some of it for myself and to have witnessed some of the other athletes who have been utilizing it. Okay. So we have a couple, like one or two more slides. Oh, actually. That was the last slide. So I'm going to stop my share. Now, 
we have just one more little thing to chat about. And before I do that, I just wanted to open everybody's awareness to other athletes that are using the products, okay? Because yes, I would love everybody to to try this for yourself based on everything that I've personally witnessed um, within myself, within my partner and friends and family and other players. But also for those of you who follow football, there is the Real Salt Lake soccer team or football team that is also um, taking the product. And the uh, Baltimore Ravens, if I'm correct of the name, Baltimore Ravens also taking it, which is an NFL team in the States. Now, Another one when it comes to contact sport, boxing is huge when it comes to contact sport and head injuries. And Manny Pacquiao is also on the product. So we have some reputable names who are investing in their health and in their future and their sport because they want to be the best. And we want you to be the best that you can be as well. So Dr. Fannin, let's just talk about why the medical team would say yes to this for these athletes. Well, I would think that they would, uh, the first thing would say yes would be because they're all natural. You know, they come yes. from natural ingredients and have been used for thousands of years. Now, it's not the ingredients themselves that gives it the power. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it, it's not the ingredients themselves. What it is, is the, uh, the formulation that gives us mm -hmm. incredible power and why nobody else has been able to reproduce this because that's why they have seven patents on, on the, this product and the, so many studies and so many independent studies that are being done on this to find out how and why this actually works. So I, I think that's the, one of the biggest reasons. It's not gonna impede your performance. It's gonna actually mm -hmm. enhance your performance. And so mm -hmm. I, as a medical professional, that's what I think they would be looking at. Does this help or does this hurt? And, and you know, by everything that I've seen and experienced myself, it helps tremendously. I mean, you were talking about sleep a minute ago, and, and I happen to be born with the kind of genes where my mother used to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and my sister does that now. Well, not now because she's on the product. And I would do the same thing, wake up at three in the morning, and then it's like, what am I doing awake here? But as soon as I got on the, the product, now I'm sleeping through the night, and, and like you said, I wake up and I feel refreshed. You know, so yeah. as a, a team uh, physician or uh, coaches, you want your players rested, you know, because they're getting restorative sleep. And that's, mm -hmm. that's more than just being asleep at this level, but they're getting down into where the cells can be restoring and recovering much faster, as you said. And I would say that the uh, one other thing that the, they would want to say uh, yes to this kind of product is it's um, it's been around for a while. This stuff's been, a, been out. Yeah. On, this is the 10th year anniversary of this product. And so uh, it, it's been used for a while. The company is actually traded on the NASDAQ. So they have to disclose everything that goes on in order to keep that rating on the, uh, the stock market. And so the stocks have been um, rising, you know, as a result of this, because uh, all, of the, all of the protections, the science is there. The science is solid, because I've read a lot of it. You talk about the, the 23 papers that are out there. 
And having had to write a couple of peer-reviewed papers myself, I know what it takes to get through the peer review process. And it's not easy. So to have 23 of those papers as peer-reviewed papers. 25 now. Yeah, 25, right. I heard there's a 26th one that's about to come out. So, Ooh. yeah. So, uh, and so it just keeps growing based on that information. So the science is not just, you know, somebody says, oh, this is really great stuff. We're talking about solid science that's been peer reviewed by other uh, places to, to look at mm -hmm. it. You know, we're, we're not just buying a pig in a poke here, if I can use that phrase, but uh, it's, uh, you're getting something that's a known quantity. There are literally millions of people around the world who have stories about how this has worked for them. Many of them athletes. You talked about some of the, the high-level athletes that, that swear by it, and they're on the product, and they're using it. Mm -hmm. And entire teams like the Baltimore Ravens, you know, um, and NFL teams are a little quirky, I know, because I've worked with a few of them. Um, so they don't take things like this lightly because performance and their ability to not only for the athletes to do their job, but the coaches and uh, the medical staff, you know, they, they want to they be able to have the, the best that they can. So the recovery time, what they're dealing with, makes injuries less severe, you know, exactly. recover quicker. And they don't have the incidence of recurring accidents because mm -hmm. their awareness is not out there, like I was talking before, that when an athlete gets injured, their cone of information comes in because they're in protection mode. This allows that mm -hmm. to be open wider. And so uh, as a medical professional, I would think that they would look at that and say, yes, if we can keep our athletes from being injured more often, or when they do get in injured, that they can recover faster. Mm -hmm. so not, that's not only good for the individual, but for the team as well, and makes the doctor's job a lot more easy. Exactly. And you know what you were just saying about from their point of view, another one, I think, with coaches, for example, like, or whoever head up in the team who selects the players that they want on the team, you know, these coaches are investing in these particular players. So if they're investing in these players, they're expecting their bodies to do their job. Right. Right. So the athlete can do their part as well and look after their body in order to be worth what they're worth on the field, right? Yeah, I, I've often joked about this, but I think the time is coming when, um, uh, you know, an athlete, what is their value is only how well they can perform. And so when I've joked about it, I've said, well, I think the day is coming when, uh, when a player is being bought or traded to another team, they're going to want to look at your brain map to see, you know, how healthy you are in order to prove the fact that, that you're not saying, oh, I've never had a concussion and you've had 20 of them, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, the science of all of that is uh, pretty solid. And, and this is one way with these activators in order to uh, make sure that your body and your mind and your spirit are all aligned. Exactly. So to everybody who's listening, just going to do a quick recap. And it was just, we're here to help you understand ways that you can maximize your performance by reducing your inflammation in your body. And this is on an individual level, but also uh, as a team, 
And this is also here for support teams to be understanding for themselves so they can help support you and to help support everybody else within your network of people. So if you, if this was resonating for you or you would like to share it with someone, please do so. If you would like to reach out and learn more, please contact me directly. Um, we can pop a link somewhere for that to happen. Um, but we look forward to seeing everybody be the best versions of themselves they can be because that's what you want to be as an elite athlete is the absolute best that you can be before it's too late. And I can say firsthand from my partner is something that he wishes he did more and that was take care of himself and his career's ended because of injury. So um, from firsthand, that's, <laughs> that's how it is. And I don't want to wish that on anybody else. So We'd just like to thank you all so much for spending the time investing in your health and your knowledge because knowledge is power as well. So um, if you have any last things you'd like to say, Dr. Fanner, we can wrap it up. All right. Well, Chloe, I appreciate you inviting me on here to uh, have this conversation. Thank you so much. And, uh, and I uh, really appreciate that opportunity and hope that the people who are listening um, were able to get the information they needed because this was a little bit like getting a drink of water out of a fire hose you know for a lot of people so yeah uh, take it to heart you can watch it again and again and, and uh, get more of the information but mm -hmm. the process is very simple it's very yeah. easy and cost effective so what more is there just get out there and be a champion yes we believe in everybody <laughs> Okay, thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.